beautiful beings and welcome to another episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. Wow, I cannot believe it. Our 10th episode. I am so honored to welcome my sister Jade Alexandria. Not only is she a birth doula, a medicine woman, but she's also a small business owner of Wild Woman Co, an apothecary where she sells tinctures and herbal medicines and teas and all of that jazz. In today's episode, we talk about all sorts of plant medicines, living off the land, farm to table, and foraging plants of all kinds. I am so, so excited for this to be our 10th episode, something I am so incredibly passionate about, plant medicine. And without further ado, enjoy. Hello, beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for taking the time to be here. I'm so grateful to have you here on the space. Yeah, I'm so (laughs) excited to be here. Thank you so much. Um, I loved listening to the podcast episodes that I listened to. I'm actually planning on making my own podcast that's been definitely in my mind the last week and kind of flowing with getting that ready. So this is a really exciting thing to do. Yes, yeah. what divine timing, what an affirmation for you to start yeah, creating sure. that. You can be on one first. That's so exciting. Yeah. So Jade is my guest today. I'm so excited to have you here. And I would love to just start with you just telling us a little bit about you, who you are, where you come from, and all that jazz. Beautiful. Well, um, I'm from a town called Nelson. It's in BC, Canada. If anyone has been there, they know that like it's the most quote-unquote hippie town ever. Most people will tell you growing up like just do what makes you happy. Like there's not a lot of um, social pressures in that town. So I definitely grew up just hanging out with my friends, um, smoking a lot of weed to be honest. Um, And just kind of like I spent a lot of time in nature like adventuring a lot. I grew up out in like the country. It was just out of town and so a lot of the weekends I didn't have a ride into town. My parents didn't want to drive me so I spent a lot of time outside. Yeah like I've had a really good connection to nature for a long time. It obviously kind of went away a little bit in my teenhood because you know like that's just kind of what happens but for the most part like I grew up I was outside from the second the sun came up to the second the sun came down. My mom like carried me inside. So I had a pretty like rocky childhood as like a lot of us agree. Um, there was like a lot of different things that my parents went through and that I myself faced. Um, I got into like a pretty deep sadness and even ended up in the hospital for it. But I felt really called to get my butt to the coast. I really wanted to be on the ocean. I really wanted to be with those like super tall and huge old growth trees. I just like, I didn't even know what the coast was going to have for me. And since the end of August, I've been living out here on Vancouver Island. Yeah, I live on like little islands off of Vancouver Island, but like that's just the general area. And I just like rekindled my love for nature so much the last few months. I spend a lot of time outside. I just like, I love all the plants. I know so many plants in my forest, which is so amazing. In that, I like do 
herbal, I have an herbal shop, so I like sell tea blends. I've been doing that for a long time. I spend a lot of my time learning about herbs and working with them. And that's like what I am the most passionate about out of anything in life is working with plants and teaching other people to work with plants. No, yeah. I love that you tied in just how like connected you were as a child and now you know, through the phases and all of the changes and shifts of life, now you're at this point where you're like kind of reconnecting with that child, like that inner childlike spirit and connecting back with the land and back with your childhood. And For sure. And what child doesn't love being outside? Like we seriously learn, we'd, or we love, we absolutely love to be outside. We want to protect nature. We like learn the language of nature when we're a kid and then we start to get older and we see what people are doing to her and we get so mad like so many of us get so upset and then we eventually it's what everyone does so you just begin to kind of like let it slide mm-hmm. and um like just rekindling your connection with who you were as a child and your relationship with nature as a child is like so important i can't wait to have little babies and see the way that they uh, go about being with nature. Yeah, that childlike curiosity and just like mystery of that can tie into so many things. I feel like if you can reconnect with that inner child and really tap back into what did make you happy as a child, like whether it was going into nature, doing certain things, or being around certain people, or you know, whatever it was, just like really tapping back into that, like, wow, what made me so happy as a child and tap yeah. back into that joy and just pure joy too you know like at that age you have no you have nothing that like stops you from experiencing full unconditional love and joy and happiness I completely agree and like you also just have this like unsaid respect for the world around you for nature Mm -hmm. like yeah you just feel so at home in like fields I just like when I think of my childhood I think of like the strawberry patches in my yard and like the big apple tree that I'd sit under. It was huge. It was like an old growth apple tree. It was the biggest apple tree I've ever seen in my life. I'd sit under there next to the pond and like you're you're at that time you're not even aware of consciousness. You're not even aware that you have thoughts in your mind, but seriously, like you just feel so captivated and just taken in by that world that it's so amazing Mm -hmm. and yeah I just loved spending all my time outside and then I started going to school and I had to be inside all of the time and I like just over the years began to just lose that feeling yeah you just forget it you forget that um that's what brings you the most joy you know you're you get home you're tired from being at school like your parents put on their television you just do that and it becomes a cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It becomes much easier to fall into the cycles. You know, everything that we learn from a child at a very young age is taught to us. It's all mm-hmm. what our parents do. So we really start at a, such a young age. I mean, obviously with language and with moving and all of those things we learn from our parents. So to think that that goes hand in hand with everything, you know, so we start to take on their cycles, we start to take on their beliefs, their ways of being all of the things and we start to just become a mini version of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so much different than how I want to raise the future generations, you know, and really allow them to have free thinking mind and be able to say no, like you can 
think differently than I can and we can explore all of these things and all of these ways of being and we don't just have to be inside some days school is inside some days school is outside and yeah and that balance and that duality of both because obviously there is an there is an importance of that that inside education and learning and all of those things that there is a time and a place for that but to just have only that is so it's it's so extreme. It's like, yeah. you know, the whole world eating meat, you know, obviously it's killing our land, but if the whole entire planet was to go vegan, that would have repercussions as well. So if we all just had like a perfect balance of both and yeah, we're really going to dive in today in this episode, is just talking about all of that, the balance of food and life and just our mental and how that all affects and ties into everything. So I'd love to just hear about when you you know, you were tapped into this childlike curiosity of nature when you were a kid. What was the moment for you, um, maybe in your adult years or whenever, where it really like flipped the switch, where maybe you felt like that, that presence in nature and that excitement like you did when you were a kid? Yeah, well, I kind of started feeling it in like when I was about 17. I'm 20 now, so three years ago. I was like planning to go to Big Island, Hawaii on my own and I ended up going and working with mushrooms. And anyways, I just like saw the world once again, nature once again from like this childlike perception of mine. And I was like, wow, we seriously live in such a be- on such a beautiful planet. Like our life is so beautiful. And so that just kind of sat with me and like it really followed me and through a lot of struggles I had in the coming years, like that was everything I wanted at the back of my mind. That was always exactly what I wanted. You know, I spent some time like doing like trailer life, um, kind of van life, but like in a trailer and um, I was in nature all the time and I really fell in love with that. I loved just going to bed and hearing the creek at night and like just being outside and finding my fun and amusement by exploring where I was. And then I kind of had to go back to like more traditional ways of living, living in a house. And when I met my partner, he just really rekindled that version of me the person who just loves to be outside and like it's more than just being outside there's like a vibration of nature that just it's silent it's calm it's loving you know like and I just felt all of that so so much when I got to the islands started showing me like wild mushrooms like turkey tails and rishis and we were finding chanterelles and I was finding food and medicine in the forest. Yeah. And since then, I always or before that, I always was buying my herbs in um, health food stores. So like I knew these plants, but I didn't even know how to find a lot of them in nature. I didn't know how many of them freaking grew around me either. Mm-hmm. And so I just started being like I just started connecting to my ancestors so much through this like being in the forest I seriously feel like I'm just walking their footsteps because um the medicine is all around us and that like we did they never went to a store to get uh their medicine they went to the forest and in this I've learned so many different plants like I go I really go like slow with them I don't force any plants to come to me I don't really go looking but like I'll find a plant and we'll identify it and it'll be something that I've worked with for 
so long. Yeah, it'll be something mm-hmm. that's already in my herb air, like pantry that I bought at the health food store. And slowly I'm just getting to know these plants more and more and more. <laughs> that's so, so beautiful. And what a potent trait. Like so many people don't know what, how to even identify plants or some people may have things even growing around them now that they buy from the store that they don't even know how to identify. So how crazy it is. And it is such a connection to your ancestors. Cause I mean, when you think about it, like you're really getting down to our roots, like our most primal state of being as a human, like this is what we were put on this earth to do. That's why we have fingers and hands to like forage and be able to pick things and eyes to identify and see and see colors, smell the smells of the plants. And I'm sure our ancestors, you know, I think about it all the time. I'm sure their sense of smell was so much more keen and like sharp than ours is today, as well as their taste and, and all of those things to be able to identify those certain types of plants and how beautiful it is to just think about going into the forest and getting your medicine rather than just being like fearful and like, the whole cycle of going into a hospital or going into Western medicine and how they instill this sense of fear and just kind of like a treat and street, you know, they just give you, mm-hmm. the and you they put you out because they're not making money off of you being healthy. They're making money off of you being sick. So of course, why would yeah. they care if you have further along problems because they're going to make more money, the more problems that you have and the more problems that you accumulate. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's been a very healing thing because my partner is actually a pharmacist and it's definitely not like that's not what he really wants to be doing, but that's just kind of what he is doing at the moment. And he he barely takes medicine. Like he seriously just like uses it so rarely and without fear. And we've talked about it so many times how he just feels like, like, what if we could just combine all of those worlds, you know, what if you go into a hospital and like, first, it's like, here, have this kale and turmeric juice, like, here's all of these things, if those don't get you better, including meditation, and like, diving into your problems, you know, all of those, if those don't get you better, then here's a medicine. And I think about the women as well and how connected they were just with their own cycles and their own moon cycles and bleeding on the earth and giving back to the land and what a beautiful energy exchange. Like I just imagine, I mean, obviously there's always the duality of yin and yang, but I do imagine like the women truly being able to give to the earth because that was their practice. Obviously we didn't have the period products that we have today. Um, mm-hmm. being able to give back to this earth and in return the earth just being so lush and vibrant and providing all of these medicines and of course there was death and all you know the flip side of of that but to just be so connected and we've just we've come so far away from those roots and we've become into this industrialized way of being which like we said before there's always the two sides like there's a time and a place for the industrial way of living like of course we can still evolve we're humans we're smart we're going to continue to expand but um it's always it seems to be extreme it's either one extreme to the next and that's what the human mind i feel the human collective has a hard time grasping is okay well if i'm this 
then I, this is what I have to be forever. You know, our society conditions us to be that way. Like, this is your career. You do this until you retire. Then, you know, like it's just the cycle and the way that things go rather than creating Uh, our new ways of living and everybody living the way that their heart desires. And, you know, like I think about that a lot too, because I'm sure that even like our ancestors, when they were building houses, they felt like, wow, okay, I could, like, I have to be careful with this. Like, Mm. it's amazing that I can create these things, but I do have to be careful because if I alter my relationship with nature, if I alter nature itself too much, like, that's not okay. And, like, respecting nature, that's their whole way of being, you know? Like, nothing is more important than respecting nature. So I've just really dove into like knowing that I can create things, you know, I can live in a sheltered home, you know, I can, I can even go to the store if I want to, but I have to be living in alignment with like my respect for nature. You know, it's really hard in today's world. It's really challenging, but they're just like, I'm, I really recommend the book braiding sweetgrass um definitely throw that in the show notes yeah I'll do it I'll put that in the description part of this podcast that is an absolute must read yeah no every human on the earth should read that book Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful and like it's taken me a long time to get through I've read a lot of different books in between but I pick it up like at least once a week and I read a chapter of it and like it's a lot it's to me like I really like to like digest what I'm reading in it but she just really talks about the indigenous ways of being respect, um, reciprocity, and how the earth gives back when we give. But they're the original ones that worked with a lot of those plants. So when I'm learning about herbs, a lot of the time I'm learning their wisdom, their information from that, uh, that ancestry. So anyways, diving into those two worlds is just making me really remember that like, before all of this industrialization, before material, like over materialism and all of that, we were so aligned with earth and in so much respect with earth. Yeah, that's so important to touch on. I actually just spoke about this on my Instagram, but with van life and how, you know, when we are, yes, this life is beautiful and all of the traveling, like, of course we can do these things. Of course we can get a car and we can hop on a plane and we can travel to these places, but just because we can doesn't mean that we should, right? Like, Mm You know, when I was talking about asking for permission before we enter places where we're staying on the land or before we enter new states and really honoring and realizing those signs that you receive from nature, whether you're supposed to be on the land or not. And I was saying Mm -hmm. the land either rejects you or it accepts you because the land is living. It's obviously is a living organism. So the energy that you're putting forth, if you're getting signs like the person that you got coffee from in the new state that you're in was like really, really rude. And you're just like, why is she just so, or he or she just so mad at me or something or and yeah. then that. And then there's another thing and then there's another thing. And it just feels like there's so much resistance in the new places that you're traveling to or whatever. And just really honoring like, okay, maybe, maybe it's too overpopulated here. And this is what the land is trying to tell me that this isn't where we need to be. And you know, the first time that I experienced van life, I feel I kind of had a bit of ignorance around that. You know, I was just like, oh, van life, Instagram content, and you know, this life that everybody lives, you can go in all these places. And this time I feel so much more intuitive about 
listening and honoring those signs and knowing that, you know, there's some places that we shouldn't go to right now at this moment in time, that the land already is so chaotic because there's a lot of chaotic things already happening in our world and just honoring that just because, you know, let's say the United States is on lockdown or whatever. It doesn't mean that we should travel to another country just so we can like live it up, you know? So just yeah. it was an example of just really honoring those signs that you receive and not living with just intention and not saying that you can't travel and you can't go and do these things. Cause of course we all do. That's the world that we live in. But like you said, starting to honor that reconnection and, the, and that listening to, okay, this is, this is our way of being. And at a point in time, we did have this deep respect and this essence of just like wanting to listen to what the land is saying and honoring what she is saying. Whereas now I feel it's just a lot of ignorance and do what we want and do what we do this because we can and buy a house because of this and this and this and rather than this is just the way that it is we just go to the grocery store and we buy these things and that's the way that it is it's very hard to kind of snap out of it and and break out of the matrix no doubt yeah no I completely agree and I've been really portrays you know like I, I just had a lot of realizations about social media the last few weeks and I'm I'm not off it and I'm honestly respecting it in a whole nother way now but like I just realized that um in living with the land and like connecting more to the land like I want to have less it doesn't matter if I have the money to have more like I want to have less and I was realizing just how much my materialism which is always harming the earth was coming from social media mm. you know like even you go on social media and you're like you can't go slow and like most people I've talked to admit that when they go on that space, a lot of the time they feel this fight or flight mode. You know, you get on there and you go really fast and you, you honestly, a lot of times you don't take in a lot. You just go really fast. And, um, you know, and that's, that's really tied into materialism. It's really tied into capitalism and how we just always are taking too much. We bear, we do not need that much. Um, this was a really big realization because I, but I was just like in an MLM community. I'm sure you've seen it before. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, a lot of people in like this spiritual world who were making a lot of money, a shit ton of money, or they're just overusing, but they're like, well, it's fine. It's eco-friendly. I'm supporting eco-friendly brands. You know, like I'm getting this Tesla so it's an electric car, you know, like all of that stuff, buying these huge houses and like being like, well, it's fine. I've got solar panels on the roof, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. And I was just like, this is like a step better, but it's not, it's not the step. Like if, if anything, like having less makes us way happier, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm sure you know that about van life. I'm sure you know that about so many different aspects of life because I was like in the mode of like chasing the money too, being like, I can't be safe without the money, you know, like it's so, it, you know, it was just so portrayed on social media. And um, yeah, I just had all these downloads and realizing that like, when we go on there, that's like the same place that like Kim Kardashian got famous. That's the same place Paris Hilton got famous. And those, the app is literally so designed around business. Mm -hmm. which is super okay for those who are creating um, really soul-aligned businesses. 
Like, but when we feel like that's also the place that we're going to connect with our family or our friends, I feel like it's so easy to fall into like going on there to talk to my sister, but then seeing like, oh, this is for sale. This is for sale. I could buy this. I could live here. I could do this. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people want to live a life that they see on Instagram. And that I think is where a lot of the um, problem lies is that you know, this influencer that they're following, they want to go here because this person lives here and lives this life. And it's not like, oh, the land is calling me and like this deep listening and reconnecting and peeling back these layers and like, oh, I feel called here. And I meditated and asked the land if I permission to, to enter and to come and to visit first. Yeah. Um, And I think that that is part of the social media, you know, there is a flip side, you know, there's, there's always the pros and the cons, but it really does throw us into this scarcity mindset that I believe is conditioned to us from a very early age of money is how we are successful or who loves us or who likes us is how we are successful. Yeah. to really just recon it's so hard it's, it's still uh you know something that i struggle with myself because even from my parents not that it's their fault because they learned from their parents it's just the scarcity mindset of okay really this year i've really shifted into the mindset of there is no such thing as one person having all of the money in the world. I mean, obviously we see that there's multiple billionaires. I mean, you think about that, like multiple, multiple people in our world are billionaires. Like one of them could change the entire world, plenty of abundance for all of us. And there's enough of it to go around to everyone. And so this idea that there's like this lock limit of you won't reach this certain amount if you don't do this certain job and this certain career and get to this certain pay, like your life won't be good. It's like, well, you could take what you're making now and live in such a minimal mindset and take away all of those materialistic things, take out all your multiple cars out of your driveway, sell the fucking house, live in a van. You could survive off of your one year salary for the rest of your life. And that is such a concept for people. People are like, (laughs) mind blown, but it's true. It's like (laughs) one year of working. You don't have to retire 20 years from now. Like, what are you trying to achieve by continuing to work like just sitting on all this pile of money okay well you die tomorrow what did you what did you do you got a lot of money great congratulations where did like where I grew up like money wasn't really like pushed down our throats that way but for my partner he grew up in the city and like in a really beautiful city here in Vancouver but like he he's talked a lot about how like there is a lot more pressure for like this nine to five career and um, making a bunch of money. And I really like to like with money, I really like to relate it to nature. And in this, I've seen so many people be like, no, I'm abundant. I'm abundant. I'm abundant. And then go just spend money on everything. And that does not, that is not the cure to this. Okay. Not at all. And, like, I'm very much on, like, respectful with my money now. It took a long time for me to figure it out. But I now do it out of a serious, just pure compassion for nature. I don't want to take too much. And, like, if you have an apple tree in your yard and you have too many apples, they're going to fall off. They're going to go bad, okay? If you share those apples, um, then they're not going to go bad. That is the same way 
or that is the way that nature works okay but in our system we've gone from like I wish people could see my hands but like we've gone from like a flat level all connected circle to this pyramid Mm -hmm. and that is not the way nature is Mm -hmm. not at all and like it's very unfortunate that they have um that they've made land cost money you know that's one of the saddest things because if land didn't cost money like I would not I would not be putting any money into or any time into working for money Mm -hmm. like that would be that would be it and shifting into this mindset mindset especially when you talk about shopping and how you're using your money like it's kind of goes back into that fight or flight. Like you're sitting there in a store and it's like, are you going to buy this right now? Just because it gives you like that few seconds of dopamine where it gives you like a rush of you feel like you bought something and then you get home and you're like, wow, I really didn't have that money to spend. And I really didn't need this. And you end up giving it away two months later with the tag still on it. Cause I've done that before, you know, like oh, yeah. through oh, those yeah. cycles of, okay, um, I really need those things. And now you shift into more of this mindset of like, okay, now I'll go to the thrift store and look for what I'm looking for before I go to one of the chains or the departments to see if, if they have it, you know, that's kind of like my last resort because so many people are just overbuying and overconsuming, and their odds are almost every, I don't think there's been a time where I haven't gone into a thrift store first and found exactly what I was looking for. Cause when you put that into the universe, it comes to you the more that the veil has just kind of been lifted, I've just really started to sit with my intentions of, okay, why? What is my why behind this? And I think that that's most important with anything that you're doing in life, any move, anything you're buying, anything you're doing or about to do is just sitting with, okay, why? Why first do I want to do this? Why do I want to make this move? Why do I want to live this life? And really, really like not letting the ego answer that either. Like, oh, "Oh, it's because like, I want to live off the land. It's like, no, like really, why do you want to live there? Because the, like the person who inspires you the most lives there. That's probably why. Really just, and if the why is, I feel so fucking called, like I'm just getting downloads and things that things are aligning and it feels right. And I'm seeing all the signs, then absolutely do what your heart is telling you. There's there's always, I really always kind of come back to the, there's always the flip side. There's always the balancing of the scales, the swinging of the pendulum or yeah. the yin and the yang and always seeing yeah. being able to be the observer and see both sides and sit with where you're at. With yeah. And like when you were like, when you were talking about it, the immediate thing I went into my mind was like, if you go off of that first in and it, like when you, that's why impulse shopping is so unhealthy and impulse doing anything is so unhealthy because almost always when we make a first decision it has ego within it not always but like if we're like I'm gonna go to this place then a lot of the time it has that more surface level emotion behind it you know and then if we sit with it for a while and that's what I do with a lot of purchases now you know like I'll even have it in my cart and I'll just wait for a week and a half I never used to do that you know and with patience comes so much more um, gratitude for it as well as just you really realize like what what you really feel about that um thinking about yeah thinking about things for a while is so important and when you first make that decision 
to do that sometimes you are doing it out of like oh, I saw this person have this or like I want this because it looks really cool on Pinterest you know and when you really sit with it you realize like there is that balance to it you know like living off the land is rough but so abundant and amazing and beautiful and like it gives you more fulfillment than I think anything else ever will mm-hmm. you know but it's hard work and it's confusing at times and like um in our world you have to have other other things going at the same time to be able to balance that you know Mm -hmm, absolutely yeah what came up for me when you said that just a story for example is that I've started to do that as well where I'll put things in my cart and then I'll just leave it and I'll think about it and I'll sit with it and it sounds silly but a a few months ago I, I did this and I've done it a few times where this has happened and I've left things in my cart or I've just sat with it like, okay, why do I need this? I'm buying a new one, like in replacement of my other one, but is it really like old? Like, can I still use it? And in this case, it was a menstrual cup and um, I was about to go buy one. Literally it was like seconds, you know, it's like that few seconds of either you buy or you just leave it in your cart and like sit with it. And I had this feeling, this deep feeling that I should just sit with it and not even a day or two later, I won a giveaway where I won two. I literally won two brand new ones. And this has happened a few different times. Like I've, I've called in tea, certain herbs, certain teas where I've just like really sat with it and been like, you know, that's another thing is really trusting that if I'm really supposed to integrate this medicine, this herb, this mushroom, this piece of clothing, this whatever, if I'm really supposed to have this with me, I truly believe that it's going to honestly fall in your lap. Like I swear it literally just falls in your lap. I've had a few experiences where I'm just like, wow, if I would have like been impatient, I wouldn't have won that giveaway probably. And I would have bought them. I love that because I also have been like, like, uh, of course, money is a aspect of our life and that is a deep surrender. But like working away from money has been really amazing for me. Like doing trades with people or like finding things for free. Like I find nettle now where I live. I moved to a place that just has so much nettle and I used to buy nettle all the time. I have nettle every single day of my life and um, I found so much of it. I will never have to buy nettle again. Um, things like that. And yeah, working, working for things through like trades and stuff like that. Just any way that I can like, of like get money out of the equation mm. um, means like that thing is going to be way more important to me, of course. But also that um, when I do use money and work with money, it's not like, I mean, it's going to be a whole different relationship because it's not something that I like absolutely need it to get things. Um, it'll just, yeah, it'll just be such a different relationship. Yeah. I love that you said that bartering and trading is been one of my favorite things, you know, if I can avoid using it. But I also respect those times when people do need that abundance. And I I love that Mm -hmm. you said that because, you know, you using your gifts or something that you can offer, whether it's a reading or knowledge or um, a physical product that you can trade or something that you made with your own hands, like the intention and the love that goes into that energy exchange of you being able to trade something from like each of your hearts rather than um, 
money, which we put so much intention and we put so much attachment to. Yeah. And when yeah. we're paying that, like we really hold on to that. Like, okay, I did spend thirty dollars, you know, rather than like, wow, I crafted something like with my hands and with yeah. soul, and I was able to receive something that I value so much more now yeah. because I was able to trade something that like I truly loved for something that I love even more. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that so much because that's really the way that that like um, our ancestors were. They were always trading things. And monetization is a pretty, it can be really toxic, you know? An orange off a tree is a beautiful thing, but an orange you buy in a store, you paid money for, so it's not as much, like you don't respect it as much, you know? Mm-hmm. There's so many things like that that... Um, are the reason why we just don't respect things as much yeah yeah we don't respect things unless it's unless we saw where it come from or it's kind of like that concept of like when you're when you judge someone or you project or get triggered or angry and you kind of project this idea of who they are and then maybe you get to know them and you realize that person was going through like a lot of stuff and wow I just dumped all of my stuff and I had no idea who they were or like what they were going through it's like that quote of you never know what people are going through so that's why you choose kindness always and that can be related to so many things just shifting, yeah. you know the the road less traveled by in today's society but used to be the road traveled by <laughs> um yeah way of being and of trading and energy exchange and respecting and having so much intention and really honoring that everything that we do and touch and integrate our energy into is so so sacred mm-hmm. and i think that's the truth that i've really returned back to is everything that I do is sacred so like realizing those moments where am I like getting caught up in the rat race and the matrix and just doing this because it's work and just doing it because mm-hmm. it's fast and that's really easy as people women business women or men online who you know run a business online it's so hard to like find that balance like we were talking about earlier of honoring those times when you need rest and not getting overworked and overdrained and honoring when like if you feel sad or depressed or in these low places like where are you are you draining yourself every single day um Mm -hmm. and that's what our society just kind of conditions us to be accustomed to is like okay well if you're just drained or burnt out like that's just everybody's like that it's okay like it's funny to be like overworked like it's just the way it is and this whole like this whole energy of Mondays are the worst or like oh, and women or like, days in general. Yeah. Yeah. And what this time. Yeah. And this energy that you all, that uh, the whole collective puts into this one day that it's like the start of the work week. But think about if you were doing something that you fucking loved that set your soul on fire. Uh, like you would never, ever dread, dread a Monday ever again in your life. I know. I love that. I love what you said about the intention and, I think that's like a really good way to get into talking more about um, where our food comes from, which we really wanted to touch on Mm -hmm. because you were talking about how important it is, like the energy of what you're bringing into your life and working with. And um, I listened to a podcast a few weeks ago on water and like water consciousness. And I kind of wanted to relate this to food because, um, it talked about how water reacts to positive and negative affirmations. There's a lot of studies on that. People have written books on it. And, you know, we are water. We are mostly what we are. 
and same with the food we're eating. And so if your if water molecules are affected by positive and negative affirmations, your food that you're about to eat is water. So the same thing goes for what you are about to put in your body. Mm-hmm. And um, like I personally do not have a lot growing right now. Like it's it's March in Canada. There's not, there's not much growing right now. And the farm stands around here are not um, open really yet, like a bit, but not really. And I moved to the most amazing island for farm stands. There's a farm stand like every four houses. There are like probably at least 50 on this island. Everyone has a farm stand and they put out what they want every day in the summer. So slowly but surely my garden will grow food and I will also be supporting farm stands a lot because beyond or even organic there is wild you know there is grown with intention there is grown um in like out of monocrops um monocrops are very toxic and that's what a lot of our food is grown in you know there's no biodiversity you don't have like different vegetables giving different nutrients to each other you just have one and it creates food that is very low in nutrients so that is also really important reason why we have to be growing our own food or supporting farmers that we know how they grow their food um as well as how toxic glyphosate is so glyphosate is roundup and it's on Mm -hmm. yeah i'm pretty sure it's all conventional food organic pesticides are also pretty toxic sometimes um some people would argue they're more toxic than glyphosate but I will disagree for the rest of my life because glyphosate is so awful for us and um, so glyphosate is something that has actually bioaccumulated a lot into us it's kind of terrifying and I don't really want to spread fear but it's pretty important information to know our grandparents had an even more toxic version of Roundup and um, with bioaccumulation I don't know if you ever took biology but like um, as it passes on to generations, it gets stronger and stronger. And that's why our um, generation, a lot of us were born with quickly accumulated like autoimmune diseases. And a lot of people have different neurological problems, ADHD and different problems in their heart, livers, like all over the, so many things um, we're dealing with and so glyphosate is incredibly toxic to us it's really bad for our brain um it's been shown to be the reason for alzheimer's and different like neurological diseases um yeah alzheimer's dementia all of those types of things like so many people so many people when they're getting to like 80 years old their minds are just so so unhealthy Yeah, which is not normal, like not normal. And it's really, really toxic for our um, intestines, our microbiome, you know, and most people probably know by now, I hope everyone knows how important our microbiomes are. They're so important for our serotonin, our dopamine, all sorts of hormones that make us happy. Um, They also just regulate so many different things in our body that Um, we need to be healthy and so glyphosate is so harmful on 
our gut. It just wipes it clean. It's really, really, really toxic to our respiratory systems, breathing it in off of crops. Um, a lot of farmers have lung cancers or really bad asthmas. Um, it's also really toxic to our reproductive systems and a lot of people in our generation cannot reproduce. A lot of people are going to, yeah, their doctors and realizing that they cannot have babies or um, which most of the time can be fixed with holistic medicine, but a lot of people um, just, yeah, they're realizing that they cannot have babies and that even males cannot reproduce. And this has a lot to do with glyphosate. So overall, glyphosate is just a very awful thing that we should not have in our bodies. And it is sprayed on almost all conventional food. And I'm not even like that. Like if I think of my pantry, I have about 50% organic. I buy all my greens organic and we buy our fruit a lot of like almost all of it organic and most of our pantry stuff we buy organic but there's lots of things that we don't have organic but slowly but surely i'm going to be integrating more organic food into our life yeah, yeah. and it goes back to that how we talked about the extremists and the overtaking you know the reason that we have these chemicals and this all this non-biodiversity and farming is because we want to take and we want more and we want more more yeah. more more and so now farmer being forced to create more and produce more and same thing with you know vegetables and our crops so now we're spraying things we're injecting them with things to make them grow faster and bigger because we want bigger is better because we are just overeating and yeah. we can. It's, it goes back to because we just simply can. So now yeah. we're spraying all these things on them to fight off the other things that we sprayed on and injected with and ran it through. And even with the organic, you know, it's it's going through. We talked about this. It goes through. Our food goes through so many hands before it makes it to our table. So from the farmer's hand, from picking it to the truck, to the grocery store, to the other truck to this person to this person then finally it makes it all the way down to our table and now we've have something that has been injected with stuff been touched by so many hands with so many different energies and you and I were talking about how we can pray over our food and like you said say those positive affirmations and even if we can't maybe access organic food all the time always in the places that we're at we still have this power to speak words and love and gratitude into our food and that's something that I have recently been really really integrating is praying over everything that I eat and I'll say thank you three times I'll say love and gratitude sometimes I'll just blow over my food my own personal energy um, some people like to pray with their hands, whatever practice like just resonates with you and just blessing your food and blessing where it came from and all the hands that it touched and to please nourish my body and to allow my own energy to come into it. Because even if you're going to a restaurant and you're having your food made for you, you know, if that chef behind that counter hates his life and hates his, hates his mm -hmm. job you're eating that food that has all of that energy and all of that hate that that person put into it when cooking. Yeah. So it can really be 
down to anything. And even if you are someone who, let's say you have a farm and you're able to do farm to table, now you're the cook, you're the chef. What intention are you putting into your food? Are you a yeah. mom who's overwhelmed and you're cooking for your kids and you're just stressed out and you're just like, oh, just, just get the, get this done. I want to be done. I just want to relax, which I'm sure it can be like sometimes, but really oh, yeah. what intention you're putting into that food when you're cooking it. And that can be applied to so many things. Like what intention are you putting into when you open the Instagram app? Oh yeah. When you walk into yeah. the grocery store when you, you know, are, are cooking your food and when you're eating your food. And it really comes back to that main point of intention. I love, love, love this conversation that we share today so much. I feel like yeah. we touched on everything and more and I feel like it all connected so much. And yeah, I feel really good about this episode. Is there anything else that you feel um, in your heart you would like to touch on before we finish this up? Yeah, maybe just talk a little bit. Of, I'm just going to talk a little bit about herbs and how people can uh, work with them a little bit more. And um, yeah, so for me, my favorite way to work with herbs is through teas. I drink, they're not even tea, it's an infusion. Like they're strong. I drink some of the strongest infusions <laughs> because I just want to get all of the nutrients from the plants into my body. But I just have a French press and I put in like at least a cup of herbs and I mix it up like um, to do infusions is the most wise woman way that I know um, because a lot of people drink tea, but they drink like the tiniest bit of herbs and like there's just not enough nutrients in there. And so if you put a bunch of herbs and you buy your herbs in bulk, then you can just put a bunch in there. You can begin to learn and work with different herbs. You know, oat straw is amazing for, it just tells your nervous system that everything's okay. Even if your mind's in fight or flight, the oat straw will go into your body and tell your body that you're okay. Different things like red raspberry leaf is amazing for menstrual cramps and healing your cycle and your, your mood, especially with PMS. Um, nettle is just like this multivitamin, like I'll never take a multivitamin again because I have herbs and nettle has like every single vitamin that you need to be healthy. And so just getting to know those herbs and then putting them all in there at once and making a really strong infusion is the best way to work with plants. Slowly you can learn how to identify plants around you. There's two ways I use. I have a book which is just like, I bet every area has like a plants for this area book out. And then also um, I use a plant app, which is so good. You literally just take a picture of your plant and it identifies it. So like what an amazing thing technology can do. I really honor technology when it, it like when wow. I'm working with that because it's seriously so amazing. We'll put that That's app so in the description part of this podcast for sure. Okay, okay, we will, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, doing all of that and like beginning to work with getting to know these plants, you know, you can find an herb, you can take it home, you can look it up, what it's about, and you can really work with it. Like, there's so many herbs that are like, have huge descriptions about like, this is really good for, low blood pressure is really good for this, but you choose what you need and you begin creating a relationship with that herb. And now it's like, I can name my relationship with every single herb on my, in my pantry. And I have a lot. <laughs> I have so many. And if like, 
um, you have a health food store around you, a lot of them have bulk herbs that you can go and just get whatever you want. Nettles, mints, red raspberry leaves, um, milk, thistle, dandelion root, tons of different herbs they have. Yeah, no, it, and the word intention is spoken in my home so many times. Like we, that is our favorite word to use. Like, um, a, like, manifestation and like hope and luck and all of those different words like are beautiful to us but intention is definitely the one that we use the most and like um to to know that you are so much more powerful than you think you are and that your energy can completely wipe that meal that someone did put all that bad energy into it can wipe it clean it's just water it's not attached to those energies that's just the last one it saw Mm -hmm. so you can do so much good and you can really wipe energy of any space any forest any land slowly but surely that has been harmed because the water that is in everything is not it's not attached to to either it just listens to what we are putting into it and if you think about how much people usually spend on like supplements and vitamins that are wrapped in plastic full of nasty fillers Mm -hmm. like herbs are I maybe spend like $20 of herbs in a month and I have so many Mm -hmm. that I use so many every single day yeah Yeah. like you said everybody's body is completely different so really just listening and you know knowing not getting too discouraged too fast and knowing that Mm -hmm. you know you can really start to integrate this slowly but surely it's not going to happen overnight and it's not going to be that fast satisfaction you know finding the herbs that resonate with you and you might have to drink that certain blend maybe one or two times and see okay that one really made me feel calm and really helped my insomnia yeah this one really helped my anxiety and there's so many things that help different people for different things so I love that we touched on that and that's such a good like self-love just practice of just um, honoring your body and listening and being able to make tea, like making things like drinks are like one of my favorite self-love practices, I think, because it's so good to like cuddle up and have a book or maybe some Oracle cards or whatever, and just have like your tea and just relax and be able to really introduce that plant medicine into your body and reconnect in that way and that stillness. But I'm so freaking grateful. Thank you so much for sharing all of your plant medicine knowledge. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, it was so fun. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. Thank you all for being here, for sharing all of the love and for listening. I am so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you and so excited for what the future holds for this podcast. Don't forget to head to the description part of this podcast to check out all of Jade's amazing offerings, including her apothecary links and the links to the books and apps that we mentioned in this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review. It really helps get the word out about what we're doing here. And every single word is so appreciated. Thank you again, and I'll see you on the next episode.